Today on the Michelangelo Signorelli Show, we pass the mic. So here we are at the top of Black History Month. And again, how exciting is it for me to be able to not only receive the mic that's been passed to me by my former colleague over at, from OutQ, the wonderful and fabulous Michelangelo Signorelli, who, by the way, you need to get on his blogs and find out his madness and catch one of his phone calls <laughs> when he has to read people that don't know how to behave when they call his show. Anyway, side note for him. But what's so wonderful is that he has given me the opportunity not only to come back to radio in a wonderful way that I love doing it, and at the same time, I'm able to bring friends and like people that I have had absolute nothing but admiration for. And because we are in the year, like I said earlier, we are in the year of the black woman. I have to celebrate my black women. And I've also have the luxury because of the fact of the platform that I'm on is to not only celebrate my black women, but I also have to celebrate my black trans women because right now trans women are being killed yeah. for just being. And how can I, as the black gay man that I am, the black man that I am, not give way for any opportunity that I have, but to open up that door for other people? And so my guest today to be a part of my Sisters Are Doing It For Themselves series, because I feel like this is where we're going to go, Ms. Giselle, yes. um, is a publicist. She oh. is living, wait, I'm sorry. I was going to say, well, I I wish I would, you know, I do like publicity, but mm -hmm. I'm actually in talent management. Ta <gasps> so Sorry. I'm, I'm on the dark side, honey. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Because that's how you got, that's how you have to roll in the, in the biz, as the kids are saying. Yes. And of course, it's changing so much. And right now, my guest is today is, like I said, one of the very, very few people who, when I get to do my, comp, my coverage and stuff for theater, I am lucky enough to run into a few faces that look like mine. And when we do, it is our imperative to make sure that we find a way to at least click and we also find a way to at least uplift each other. And this is an honor for me to have the fabulous Giselle Bird. Wink, wink, throw your, your hair back. Thank you, Kate. I'm so glad to be here with you. You are, first of all, y'all, looking snatched on a, a Saturday recording. Boom. I'm not mad at you, just so but you know. Just for you, you gave me purpose today. I will, <laughs> you will be beat for the, beat for the gods. You got to be beat, honey. But here's, here's what I love so much about you, and that is that in the course of the time that we've gotten to mix and mingle professionally, I have yeah. loved the fact of seeing you in the, the aspects of dealing with artists in this world of illusion that showbiz is, mm -hmm. you know? And what I think is an interesting kind of analogy, weird, is how difficult it must have been for you to jump into this business that's basically about the world of illusion while trying to maintain who you were becoming. Because yeah. am I to assume that the process of, I mean, the, it's been a, a lifelong question and a lifelong quest, but like at the time when you were figuring it out and then also trying to be professional and finding your career, it must have been very difficult, wasn't it? Oh my God. I, I always tell people, it's, for me, it's been a Cinderella story. It always has been. 
I was born and raised in Augusta, Georgia. I'm from the South. I'm a Black trans woman of the South. So people typically hear that and they're like, oh, you're outcast from your family. New York was your escape. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. Wow. New York, my family was very supportive of me and going to New York to pursue, you know, a career in entertainment. And, you know, my transition happened after I moved. I felt like I was in a safe place and I was in a stable place. But honestly, I have to give it up to my boss, you know, Mr. Katz of company for, for me, I was really having that crisis of gender, gender identity and I wanted to be able to fully express myself, but I was afraid. You know, we see so many horror stories of trans women being unemployed because of their status. And so, you know, what I had to do was just get real with myself and mm -hmm. I had to be real with the people around me. And, you know, so I sent him an email. I was like, look, this is what I'm going through. This is how I'm feeling. I'm wanting to transition. And five minutes after I pressed send, I get a phone call and he's like, I'm just honored that you want us to be on the journey with you. And girl, don't make me take my glasses off and start crying already, girl. Damn, why you bought Walters and me? I start, and I started crying and he's like, okay, all right, stop crying. He's like, I'll see you Monday. He's like, just because you're wanting to discover your truth shouldn't be a hindrance into you also wanting to pursue this career. He was like, if anything, it's going to help you be better in it, to be a better representative for artists because you understand your truth and therefore you can see the truth in these artists that you work with. And I honestly have to say, it really has changed my life for the better. You know, wow. it was very difficult because you're still to, there's like, like you talked about an industry of illusion. So you're sitting here, you're covering yourself, you know, for the longest I thought my career path was to be the black gay man because let's just keeping it real brand entertainment it is a cisgender mm -hmm. white man's and now white woman's world so to then be a black person entering into that world you either have to be a black man or in entertainment you can be a black gay man and it's fine right. and everyone's like oh he's funny and it's great and it's wonderful you enter the space as a black trans woman you feel like marie antoinette when she arrives <laughs> at foreign court and i kid you not you're just kind of like i'm by myself you know i'm not lauren cox i'm not angelica ross i'm not trying to be on your screen i'm not on pose so i'm just like just but, living yeah and i'm like but i'm on the other side of this table where I'm representing people. It's so rare and people don't expect you. Half the time they don't even expect a black person to show up. Exactly. And so what's so funny is that, you know, when we talk about when I try to cover theater and cover the arts and watching you being a part of the representation of making sure those things happen. One of the things that I find so fascinating with with you and the clientele that you generally traffic, especially when you see me on a line or you see me somewhere, you make the effort to bring your talent to me so that I can at least have an opportunity to talk to them because, and not all of them do it, but there are a few who, when they see people that they don't necessarily recognize or they didn't hear something about that person first, they tend to walk past you. Yeah. And I can only imagine, like, 
what it must be like for you when you had your first meeting with someone to talk about you representing them. What was that conversation like? I mean, typically I've been more, I've always, and I have to say once again, I'm very privileged and blessed by it. I've always been met with respect. I've always been met with, you know, common courtesy. And it's, you know, there hasn't ever been a moment where someone's been like, I don't, you know, I really don't think this person should represent me. It's always kind of been the opposite. It's like, that girl does a damn good job. She's always working Mm -hmm. to make sure X, Y, and Z is done. You know, honestly, if anything, my transition has just pushed me to be even stronger of a representative and an advocate for these artists. So, you know, when we sit down with people, I'm very much, you know, like Jeremy will break down the office roles between me, him and Clay. And I end up talking to some of these people on a day-to-day basis. We're talking about when we're going to talk to Keith Price, talking about when we're going to do this virtual recording for a show. And I'm running things in a way I didn't expect you know I think it really for me came full circle a year ago in the pandemic when um, I was traveling to DC with Norm and he was doing his show at the Kennedy Center and I remember walking into the stage door area and literally the stage manager was like you're Giselle let's talk she's like what are we doing let's she's like everyone like she's like stage crew like she's like everyone this is Giselle And it just kind of took me aback for a second. And I was like, who would have thought a Black trans woman is at the Kennedy Center with a Tony-nominated, now SAG, and NAACP Image Award-nominated. The Five Bloods, if y'all didn't know. I'm just a a shout-out for Norm. Hello. We got a plug. (laughs) We love our Norm, honey. We do. And, you know, we're running his show. It was in that moment I was like, Girl, we're doing it. We've actually been given the opportunity and trust to do this. And again, I have to thank Mr. Katz because there were so many places, you know, you can go to and you can interview. Don't see anyone like yourself. The person who's interviewing you from HR isn't Hmm. even connected we were just talking about that before we came on, me and my friend Mo, who's doing yeah. the production. We were like, mm, HR, sometimes, hmm, they're not your friend. No, they're not. And sometimes they don't even, they're not even aware. You know, I remember going on interviews and I won't forget it. Every question I answered, the woman asked me, well, how do you know that? I have been working in this industry for five years. It wasn't like I was just answering telephones. For those five years, I was learning many different elements of this, being guided by someone who had been in it. So he's instilling that knowledge on into me and his associate. So we are going to be, you know, he's preparing us to be fully aware. This method of representation going. And it just was so shocking that every question, well, how do you know that? Well, how do you know that? And I, and I just, and I almost wanted to say, well, how do you know this, honey? Because mm-hmm. I've seen your LinkedIn. You have a childhood <laughs> education degree. What are you? What are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> what are you tell me about representing artists. I really want to know. But my mama tells me this all the time, and she says, you know, sometimes the things that we think that are supposed to be for us aren't meant for us. Right. And the things that are show themselves in a true way. And I have to say, ever since stepping into my truth and having that relationship with 
my boss and with my coworker. It mm-hmm. reminds me each day, this is what I'm meant to do. This is why right. I'm here. And to have support over every facet of my Your life. You know, when Trump started really rolling in these anti-trans laws, trans folks and trying to strip us of our names and of our gender markers, I said, I need to get my stuff together. I need to get in check. And they were like, absolutely. Do you find now, because we're in this age and because you're, you're in a position now where you, you have authority, you have, most importantly, you have dignity. And the other part that I think is so wonderful is you have true allies in your, certainly in your employment and certainly in your life, you have true allies. And I say that a lot, that one of the reasons why we are all able to have these moments is because there is someone who is outside of our norm and, you know, that not only sees us for who we are, but are also are able to encourage and foster what's there without any malice, without any judgment. And that must be wonderful for you. I I mean, and I say that with almost tears in my eyes because I can think about, you know, how horrible people can be and the shitty, awful things that they say about you if you're walking past them and you don't catch their eye. You know, the awful things that I've had said about me, like I know that in the world that we kind of circulate and swim around in, there is a lot of cruelty, but it, but it takes, it takes that kind of ally, that special ally, which is one of the reasons why I'm kind of glad to see this part of me being able to do this on Sirius again, is because it takes somebody to give you that moment. And I'm just so glad you found that. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't got beat. Now the beat's about to fall off. Oh my God. No, it it means so much, you know, and I'm now in a place where it's been such a blessing and a joy to really get my hands dirty, if you will, and understand these different facets. Well, Giselle, girl, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. And, out of, and, and you know, we're lucky because we're able to, to do this. And I'm so thankful for you. And I'm also glad because you have proven what I've said before, which is we can't do this without each other and we can't do this without our allies. So I, I again, I hope that for me being able to do this for you is yeah. an opportunity to so just, to just if it just does that much more, you know, visibility and that much more, then we've done our job. And we've done our job. And I can't wait until we can see each other again. Yes! And a big bottle of Merlot, and then all we can do is just talk about Norm and how fabulous he is, because you know I love him. But that's, that's, that's the Kiki for the next day. How you living? Ow! I love it. And we are going to be right back. Thank you so much, Giselle. On Sirius XM Progress, we pass the mic. 